Hey there, everyone. Inspired Creations brings back to you another exciting episode of Comics Complex. I am the most influential speaker from the House of M, here to talk about comic books and all of its literature goodness. Today, we will be discussing what I'm currently reading, and I've been reading quite a bit of material. Unfortunately, still not a whole lot of Marvel stuff, and I don't know why. Marvel is what I'm all about, and I have boxes of Marvel books that are just waiting for me to touch their wonderful pages and find out the glorious adventures that are awaiting me, like the Avengers and Wolverine and Totally Awesome Hulk and... I still haven't even read the last issues of Civil War II for crying out loud. All right, we'll get to those, and those will probably be a future comic complex. Uh, but for sure, we'll have some DC books for you and some image stuff for you uh, and see if uh, what I'm reading is anything you're interested in. And if not, well, oh well. Uh, I'm here to talk about those things because that's what I've read. So we're going to talk about what I'm reading currently. Um, I'm going to revisit a past comic complex. We're going to discuss the next set of issues that I've read with uh, Thor, God of Thunder. And I'm introducing you the new comic books coming out to you August 30th. And I'll give you some recommendations there. And we're going to round out the episode with a brand new comic complex. Um, this time it will be from Image Comics themselves celebrating their 25th anniversary. So, Without further ado, let's get to it. All right, what I've been currently reading. DC Rebirth. Let's see, I got a lot of... Let's see, oh no, actually I don't. But uh, I got two, three, four different books that I want to cover from DC. Uh, first one is The Flash. Again, I rave about The Flash on our YouTube show called Revelations. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, you can find us on YouTube as IceboxCast. The show is called Revelations. We talk about and show you things that we purchased in our prior week. Anyway, The Flash has been consistently good. Um, this next story arc is playing off of the past uh, story arc, and that makes sense, right? Of uh, him fighting the reverse Flash, and Barry Allen absorbed the negative speed force energy in order to beat the reverse flash and defeat him he did uh eobard thawne is has died again <laughs> so I'm, I'm he'll be back of course he, he always comes back he just died in another issue as well and he still came back um so he's dead again but uh this is now dealing with the repercussions of barry allen absorbing the negative speed force energy and of course fittingly the next storyline is called negative and issue 28 that's out um, is the is part one of the negative story arc. And it's Barry Allen literally coming to terms and trying to learn how to deal with the negative speed force energy. And it's not anything like he's used to dealing with before. Uh, the negative speed force energy is wreaking havoc. It's literally, um, he looks like a gray zombie, to be honest. I don't know why people, he's still, he's still running around in his city saving people and everything, but no one's commenting on how he looks different. If they did, I must have missed that word balloon. But um, yeah, he looks visually different. He's got streaks of black energy all floating around him and, and soaring through his pathways. But unlike the cool and nice positive speed force, the negative speed force is literally almost got its mind of its own. It's almost like it's uh, Venom uh, and the symbiote with Spider-Man, how it's kind of controlling him. This speed force, negative speed force energy is not controlling Barry Allen, but it definitely has a mind of its own. And it's it's leaving and wrecking buildings and streets and knocking things over unintentionally. And the Flash has no way of controlling it as of yet. Um, so very cool. Uh, again, the, the, the issue 28 uh, says, who is he? What does he want? Introducing the negative Flash. 
for you first appearance people out there, though, um, that is not his first appearance. It was in the couple issues before that when he fought the reverse Flash. So go check those out. But Flash, uh, consistently good, and I'm still recommending that series to you guys. Uh, another title that is also from DC Rebirth, Superman and Action Comics. 984 finally came out, and uh, it's it's uh, wrapping up the storyline with Zod um, and Cyborg Superman and the Eradicator and Metallo and Mongol um, all join forces to take down the Man of Steel. And it, it, this was a great, it was a great finale to the storyline. Um, Superman uh, did his best and he could not beat this, beat this team. Uh, they did get the better of him. Superman really gave it all he had. Um, and thanks to his Superman family, um, they had the Superman from China, I can't remember his name, uh, Supergirl, Superwoman, Steel all came to his aid to try to help him. And uh, his son and, and Lois also came out there too. And uh, they all had a big old rumble. And this last this last issue was pretty much a free-for-all type fight uh, between the masses, uh, or during the storyline, I should say. And it was great action. It was great uh, super super level beings you know, fighting each other and uh, no holds barred and lots of punches thrown, great action sequences, uh, really, really good. It's a, it's an awesome Superman tale when they all these characters, good and bad, they get to just literally unload on each other. Um, you visit the, uh, the Phantom Zone as well, and you find out Zod's true intentions, and he basically throws the Eradicator, Cyborg Superman, and uh, most of the Superman family, including Superman, into the Phantom Zone. And he did that because they were thinking Zod was wanting his Kryptonian army. But no, um, Zod sent them in there to retrieve Ursa and uh, um, his son. And he succeeded. This is This is a... This this storyline almost pretty much had uh, the bad guy winning this winning the the battle, and Zod did win. He got Ursa and his son out, and they they left, and they went free. Um, Superman again was dealing with all kinds of issues, and uh, he was also blind from um, the Suicide Squad. Uh, they had some kind of force field around their zone to kind of keep. Zod in there when they had him captured and Superman went into it. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. Um, but it had a, a negative effect on Superman making him blind. Uh, when Superman went into the Phantom Zone, it like reversed the effects. They didn't really do a great job explaining that. Um, I just They just kind of took it as an opportunity to give him his sight back. But hey, whatever. Uh, Superman got his sight back because of that and he was uh, able to um, do what he does best and uh, get the best of the bad guys. But couldn't stop Zod and uh, his his ultimate plan. So um, very cool. Zod was fantastic in this series as well. Uh, Cyborg Superman was very cool. He was pretty much the main uh, Omega level threat villain, and it slowly turned uh, into Zod being the main um, protagonist. So or antagonist. I can't remember what word is that. Anyway, Zod became the main villain, and uh, he did just that. So. Um, great, great little story arc. I love, the, I love this uh, action comics from Superman. Um, the next tight, I think the next two issues have been uh, have are out. And I read 985. 985 is uh, taking place after this, obviously, and uh, deals with a storyline with Lex Luthor. Um, and that's actually pretty, pretty good. And I, I don't know if it's going to be how many issues this story next storyline is going to be. It's for sure two. But it might just culminate in two, two issues. I haven't checked out the, uh, what issue is it, 986, uh, to see if it continues on. But um, but they tease in 985 of Action Comics um, a Lex Luthor Superman one-on-one -on -one fight. And uh, looking really forward to reading that. That that fight's going to take place in ni issue 986. So And I have that, just haven't quite read that one yet. And that's the most current issue. Uh, moving on. DC also released a special one-shot of The New Gods, um, probably in celebration of uh, Jack the King Kirby. And uh, this, I've always had a fondness for The New Gods. I read their title when that was, uh, when it came out, uh, I think in the 90s is when I picked it up, and I read it um, pretty consistently. Always a fan. I love, I love Orion. I don't love all The New Gods. They're not all that cool. But Orion was good. 
um, Calabac, Steppenwolf, Mantis, the Parademons, Darkseid, if I didn't say him already, um, Highfather, uh, Light Ray. Pretty good cast of characters. And whenever you see the new guides, you almost automatically think Jack Kirby. Um, always liked Orion. The preface of this storyline is they're almost being reintroduced to the DC universe uh, since Rebirth happened. And it, it was a good origin kind of tale. It kind of sets up the stage of what Orion and Calabac, who's the main villain in this story in the special one shot, um, and how they're sons of Darkseid and Highfather, and how in order to maintain peace between New Genesis, where Orion is, uh, where Highfather is from, and uh, Apocalypse, where Darkseid is from, um, they switch sons. And Calabac, who was Highfather's son, is given to Darkseid. And Orion, Darkseid's real son, is given to Highfather. And that's the treaty. They will maintain peace um, by swapping their sons and uh, not going against this. Well, the peace treaties uh, are now being challenged by not Darkseid or Highfather. It's being challenged by Calabac, and he's trying to impress Darkseid. And the tale takes it from there. So Calabac comes to New Genesis, tries to take over New Genesis. Orion gets ticked, uh, starts revealing the history between them two. And what's awesome is that this is another great one-on-one um, -on -one kind of fight between Orion and Calabac. You see Calabac in all his glory. Always been a fan of Calabac. Guy's just huge and just monstrous and strong. And despite how strong he is, you see Orion come in and he's able to go one-on-one -on -one with a guy. And very cool fighting sequences between the two. You see Orion uh, tease his condition where if he lets the um, dark energy <laughs> uh, flow within him, uh, you'll see he, he, his dark side persona kind of starts coming out and you actually get to see that in this issue. He recoils it back, of course, and maintains uh, what he's been, uh, what he's grown up on with Highfather and what he's learned from him. But A New God's Tale, I'm always there for this, and uh, this is exciting. It was a one-shot that came out uh, for $4.99, and I did enjoy it. So uh, for any New Gods fans, hey, and any DC fans in general, the New Gods are a staple for this uh, for this company, for, the, for DC Comics. So go out and get that one. It's enjoyable. Um, and we'll talk about another exciting issue coming out um, when we get to that next section. Next session about the next section <laughs> when we reveal about the comics coming out uh, August 30th. Last one I'm going to talk about from DC. Um, I attended my comic shop's uh, midnight uh, premiere and release of Dark Knight's Metal. That's right. I went to the store at midnight. I was almost not going to do it because I was too tired and I figured the issue will still be there when I go there in the evening. But I went to my bedroom and my wife was there and she said, I told her, I can't do it, I can't stay up for this. And she says, what time is it? And the queen prompted me to go. I told her it was 11.45. It's like, that's 15 minutes. You can do this. You just go out and, and get your comic book, honey. You know, she was talking very sweet to me. And I, I just felt the energy. It uplifted my spirits to conquer my tiredness, to go out into the night and purchase Dark Knight's Metal number one at the release party at Lost World of Wonders. I owed this victory to my queen. So I went, and uh, there was a line out the door. Uh, decent enough line. I went, I don't know, I don't know how many people, 20 deep easily. Um, and then it kept going on after me, not much. Uh, so we all got in, and um, I'm seeing certain titles or certain copies of uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, some of them are disappearing from the shelves. I was like, well, so much for that. I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get the issue. But the, the main point of me going to this Dark Knight release was that they had a special release, midnight release copy of the Dark Knight's Metal number one. And I didn't see it on the shelf anymore because they were picked apart by the time I got there. But while I was looking, the uh, one of the people workers at Lost World of Wonders came up and he says, "Oh, we're out." As I got, and he says, "I got, I got more copies in the back. Hang on, guys." So he went and refilled the shelves, and I was like, "Oh, thank goodness!" So I got my midnight release copy. I bought the 
uh, embossed copy, and I bought a standard copy, the one I'm going to read, um, of Dark Knight's Metal. Um, and then uh, we also got a free print of the Dark Knight's Metal, uh, one of the cover art as well. So uh, pretty cool. It was enjoyable. Hey, it's fun. What else are you going to do at midnight, right? Sleep? Pfft, whatever. Dark Knight's Metal was enjoyable. Um, it, it starts a, a nice premise. It gets a lot of mystery. A lot happens in this issue. Um, and a lot of questions are brought about too. Um, Hawkman and uh, Hawkgirl are brought into the fold as well, kind of reintroducing them to the DC universe. They were brought back in a prior metal uh, uh, story arc as well. Or a one there was a one shot that came out uh, before this. I think it was Dark Knight Forge or something like that. Um, that's when it first prefaced the return of those characters. Um, looks like this one continues on the mythos of uh, Hawkman and uh, hawk girl um they show these mysteries mis mystery characters that are i guess the premonitions of what's to come um batman is still trying to figure batman i guess is the key to all this obviously the the main storylines uh named after him but there barry allen is talking to him superman is talking to him and um very exciting issue very i, I recommend the dark knight's metal um, number one, and uh, at the end of this issue, they have a nice big checklist of all the issues that tie into this. Um, and it goes all the way through, I think, just, oh man, when is it? I think, uh, I was going to say December for sure. It might actually go longer than that. It's like six issues, but they're kind of spread out. Um, but then they also have a ton of like tie-in issues as well. I'm not getting them all. Uh, I will be getting the ones that tie in directly to the Batman titles though. And uh, obviously the main core of uh, Dark Knight's Metal, so highly recommend that one. It was a very, very good read. All right, moving on to non-DC stuff. We have from Dynamite Comics, Centipede number two, celebrating its Atari property. Um, this is by Max Bemis and uh, Ewine Myron. <laughs> See how many times I can butcher names today. Um, it was okay. Uh, okay issue. Uh, I really got to see where number three goes. Uh, the cliffhanger of number two, uh, is, it was enough to entice me to get number three. Uh, you see the last man on earth um, successfully outsmarting the centipede. Uh, he gets to stab him in its eye. You find out that the centipede monster is not that smart. Uh, the last human alive basically reminisces and reveals the history of what they did to uh, test that theory and test the intelligence of the centipede when it was uh, originally out there in the, uh, on the earth. And it's not that bright. Um, and they showed trials and uh, the centipede monster still got the best of the human race, obviously, but some of the foolishness of the centipede monster is brought to life on here. Um, ends very cool. Again, you, you're starting to get some hope because the hero is outsmarting it and uh, almost setting it up for a trap. But... As it turns out, the centipede monster uh, pretty much has this guy fall into a trap. And the spider creatures from the game centipede are out and in full effect by the time this issue concludes. So looking forward to number three to see what the heck happens there. And from Image Comics, Youngblood number four. Uh, again, I'm telling you. Youngblood, when it first came out, all I did was buy like the first issue because, and like every single version of the first issue because it was just the thing to do. Never read them. Uh, I'm taking advantage of this next uh, Youngblood release and I'm reading it. And uh, so far, I'm really, really enjoying this title too. Uh, so I recommend Youngblood. I, it's not the best title in the world, um, but because it plays on my nostalgia factor and I never read it before, the characters, Die Hard, Shaft, Bad Rock, um, they're all new to me to, uh, for all intents and purposes. And I'm trying to figure out like what their history is. And they're doing a good enough job, Chad Bowers and Jim Toe, in revealing um, their history and giving the new readers just enough to stay with it and to care. Uh, so Youngblood, number four, is out. And uh, I always try to get the Liefeld covers for these for the uh, these issues. And I got this one as well. It's got Shaft on the main cover here done by Liefeld. Um, it looks good. And uh, again, it's the dialogue is uh, pretty neat as well. Uh, it's nothing standard. It's it's for mature readers, though, too, I would recommend. Um, Supreme is introduced into this uh, issue. And 
when Supreme came out, same thing. I can't. I think I bought thirty copies of Supreme number one. I don't. It's a sickness, people. We all have our sicknesses, and comics is mine. I bought thirty copies of this issue, banking on it. Well, that that never came to fruition. I lost the bank on that one. I always seem to lose. You know, I always seem to lose these things. I I buy the wrong toys. I buy the wrong comics, and the ones I I, I should have bought are are you know worth hundreds and thousands of dollars, and the ones I have are worth dollars in a dollar box. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Supreme was introduced, and it's not the classic version of Supreme. It's the female version that was introduced later on in the 90s. Um, so I was really excited for uh, to see Supreme back and to see what the heck that element is now going to introduce into Youngblood. Um, they also have a tale at the end uh, with Bloodstrike. Uh, I, same thing about Bloodstrike 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, a few issues or whatever. Never read it. Um, they have a Blood Wolf in this uh, brief uh, issue of of Bloodstrike and uh, God, these guys look like two of the characters look like Deadpool, just different color versions of the guy. Um, Blood Wolf looks like Wolverine, and uh, I don't even remember the last guy's name. It was just it was in there, and it had Liefeld esque art, and I read it. It was all right. I bought this thing for Young Blood, not Bloodstrike. So recommending that. Um, and that's all I've been reading. Uh, well, it's not all I've been reading, but that's all I'm going to be recommending to you. Stuff that I have read. Um, a lot of these issues you can see on our Revelation show with Diggs and I on our YouTube channel, Icebox Cast. Go check it out. Um, and then we will move on to our next topic. new comic books coming out august 30th we're gonna start off with an all ages one we have this one from boom studios i say the issues i recommend to you guys are all readily available at your local comic shops i don't go through all these issues that um that look awesome because some of them just may not be in a local comic shop you'll have to probably pre-order them in order to get some of these so the issues i do review on this show um they should be uh uh you should be able to find these things in your in your standard comic book shop. All right. So from Boom Studios, we have Amazing World of Gumball from Cartoon Network. Fantastic show, by the way. Lots and lots of fun. Uh, they have a number one issue coming out, and it's uh, written by Kate Sharon, art by Jorgen Gibson. It's a brand new collection of hilarious shorts from Cartoon Network's The Amazing World of Gumball. Elmore Jr. Hyde dig up a time capsule from 1987 that unleash a cloud of germs that turn people into the 1980s. Plus, Gumball, Darwin, and Anais experience a snow day in the middle of summer. Nicole and Richard's date night goes horribly awry and more. This, however, is going to be $7.99. But because of... um, uh, the it, it's a it's a fun issue it's a it's a fun thing it's amazing world of gumball like if you haven't seen the show watch it it's on cartoon network um this is hopefully going to be tying into that show as well bringing some of the same fun and escapades from the show into comic book form all right for also from boom studios go go power rangers i discussed this one a couple well last month probably uh, number two is now out, written by Ryan Parrott. Uh, artist is Dan Mora. The team explores the added everyday benefits and drawbacks of being a teenager with morphin powers. While Rita concocts a plan to uncover the Rangers' true identities. <sighs> Good luck with doing that. You'll never find out their true identities, Rita. Uh, this is a comic book, and it's for $3.99. This is out this week. All right, let's go to DC. This is the stuff I am currently reading, all right? And recommending. All-Star Batman number 13 is out August 30th. Written by Scott Snyder. Artist is Raphael Albuquerque. The First Ally Part 4. As painful secrets from the past are revealed, 
Batman must face down a nemesis unlike any he's seen before. Or risk the horrific consequences of the Genesis engine falling into the wrong hands. I should have mailed it to the Mox Brothers. This is in comic book format for $4.99, All-Star Batman 13. The first ally is actually a pretty decent storyline as well. Um, I'm caught up to, what is it, I think issue 12. What am I on? I'm on issue 12, so this is coming out uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to this uh, next part of it. Um, It's Batman. It's a Batman story, obviously. It's got Alfred in there as a key player, revealing a lot of his history um, and how it ties into the Dark Knight as well. Um, you see Hush, uh, Penguins in this thing. Uh, good the All-Star Batman has been uh, has been phenomenal. So this is probably, ooh, is it my most enjoyable? I know it's, it's going to be my second. I still enjoy Batman the best uh, of the three titles that are out of Batman. Um, it'll probably go Batman, All-Star Batman, and then Detective Comics. Anyway, All-Star Batman 13 hits shelves. Okay, so we reviewed uh, the new God special number one. Well... By Mark Evanier and Scott Collins. We <laughs> Collins. Um, we have Dark Side Special, number one, coming out Wednesday, August 30th. All right. So Mark Evanier, longtime Kirby associate and biographer of Kirby, King of Comics, tells a tale starring one of Jack's greatest villains, the latest daring escape from the orphanage of Granny Goodness. I remember Granny. Uh, leaves an infuriated dark side determined to capture and punish the escapees. The Lord of Apocalypse puts his best hunter on the case. But one of Granny's students is unlike anyone he's encountered before. Plus an untold tale of Omac by Humphreys and Rude in a classic Kirby Fourth World tale. This is coming at you for $4.99 Dark Side Special number one. I will definitely be picking up this issue. Uh, he made his first appearance in Forever People number one. True story. Justice League of America number 13 hits shelves tomorrow. Written by Steve Orlando and artist Ivan Reyes. Crisis in the Microverse part two. Disaster strikes when the JLA shrink ship crashes on a strange world where the team encounters a mysterious being who claims a connection to the missing Ray Palmer. But nobody's going anywhere without the help of, oh boy, Sean Z, a sentient planet with the power to find Ray Palmer. 32 pages. This is coming at you for an awesome price of $2.99. However, I have dropped Justice League of America from my ranks. I will no longer be reading it, despite despite me getting up to issue number 12, which is the first part of this Crisis in the Microverse. I guess I will never find out what happens uh, unless I review it on this web show, on this uh, podcast going forward. So, Justice League of America, for all of my fans out there who say who keep questioning, hey, you're not enjoying Justice League of America, so why are you dishing out $2.99 when this comic book comes out? Guess what? I have dropped the title. Justice League of America, hey, you like it? I'm still recommending it on this list because it was decent enough. It made me buy 12 issues. I'm dropping it, but hey, if you like it, have at it. Issue 13 hits the newsstands. All right, moving to Image Comics. Out on August 30th, Saga, number 46. This one, ladies and gentlemen and kids, is for mature readers. All right, so get listen to this uh, pitch for this comic. All right, ready? An operation and a farewell. That's it. That's what it's about. So it's an operation and a farewell. Good for you guys. This is written by the awesome writer Brian K. Vaughn. Artist, of course, is Fiona Staples. $2.99. You cannot beat that price. Pick Saga up. And if you don't know what Saga is, pick up Saga number the trade number one. Read it, and I swear to God, your life will be changed. For the better, too. Uh, Ringside is also out August 30th. Number 11. This, again, is for mature readers. Written by Joe Keatinge, artist Nick Barber. This is a new story arc shoot. Um, part 1. The critically acclaimed ensemble drama. Whoa, easy. The critically acclaimed ensemble drama interweaving the bombastic world of professional wrestling, the lives of those broken by it, and the gritty underworld cashing in on their demise returns for its third act. Retired veteran wrestler Daniel Nossos has seemingly turned against the one person he's ever loved, 
up-and-coming wrestler Reynolds loses everything before he have before he ever had it. And just when everything seems to be at its worst, the Minotaur returns. Ringside number eleven for wrestling fans comes at you for three ninety-nine. Uh selected this issue. I probably won't be getting it, but it seemed interesting enough. Savage Dragon 226 for Mature Readers is outwritten and drawn by Eric Larson, cover artist Eric Larson. This is a self-contained issue called Trumped. When a tyrannical madman assumes command of the United States, aliens are deemed a threat to national security and targeted for elimination. And that includes Malcolm Dragon and his family. With a country turned against him, Malcolm Dragon fights as he's never fought before. This awesome and fun-filled comic with a splendid picture of Trump on the cover comes at you for $3.99. I thought I'd throw it out there in case you have any Savage Dragon uh, fans who are listeners to the show. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, I thought so. All right, uh, Marvel Comics, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme, number 11 comes on, written by Robbie Thompson, art by Nathan Stockman. The Sorcerer Supremes travel through the future and into hell to save one of their own. But who rules the underworld of tomorrow? The answer is not who you'd expect. This issue coming out is coming at you for three ninety nine. Infamous Iron Man, number 11. Writer, Brian Michael Bendis. Artist, Alex Maleev. Cover artist, Alex Ross. Uh, sorry if that was kind of loud on the microphone. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your ears. Uh, Doom finally confronts his mother about the impossible truth of her resurrection. And the maker unveils his plans to destroy Victor Von Doom inside and out. Well, jeez the maker uh maker's pretty cool I, I started liking this guy ever since i read secret wars um yeah i was late to the game on that guy but he's he was cool uh so i'm glad he's making an appearance in this as well this is issue is coming at you for 3.99 go pick up infamous iron man number 11 mighty captain marvel number eight written by margaret stoll artist michelle bandini Secret Empire tie-in. Woot, woot. Captain Marvel and her crew may have finally found a way to defeat the Shatari. Well, isn't it about time? This issue is for $3.99. Yeesh. Those Marvel prices. Um, Mighty Captain Marvel number 8 is out on August 30th. Another one from Marvel. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 22. Excuse me. These are noises coming out of my mouth. All right. Writer or written by Brandon Montclair. Artist Natasha Bustos versus Ego, the living planet. Lunella Lafayette isn't just smart. She's the smartest person on the planet. This issue is at you for three ninety nine. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 22. Star Wars, here we go. Number 35. This series has been awesome from issue 1 up to 35. This is a, a big reason for their success. Same reason why Thor God of Thunder is awesome. Jason Aaron, people, writes this issue. Salvador La Roca is the artist. Two issues featuring tales of the Star Wars underworld. First, Sana and Lando join forces on Coruscant's on Coruscant, to swindle some credits. Then Han and Chewie go back to smuggling. Oh, Han and Chewie, will you ever learn? $3.99 for Star Wars 35. That's out August 30th. Star Wars Jedi Republic Mace Windu number one of five. This is a limited series. So for those of you who do not want to buy each issue individually, you can wait for the trade. I am buying the issues individually. This is written by Matt Owens, and the art is by Denny's Cohen. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi have been the peacekeepers of the galaxy. This story is isolating Mace Windu for $3.99. It's a limited series, people. Uncanny Avengers, to round out our last selection here of new comic books coming out. Number 26, written by Jim Zub. Artist is Sean Izaski. All right. Artist is Sean Isaacsi. The witch is back. 
Wanda Maximoff has returned to the Avengers at last, but not everyone on the team is happy about it. I am happy that Wanda is back. No more mutants. All she she is she you know. Well, I was gonna say she's an underrated uh, hero because of how strong she really is, but because of uh, everything that's been in her past, I'm pretty sure she's not underrated any longer. No, she is very very formidable. Wanda is back. Of Uncanny Avengers number 26, she makes a return. Awesome cover art that I'm looking at right now. It's got her staring off uh, Rogue. Uh, uh, this is definitely one to pick up. All right, so that rounds out our releases for August 30th. I gave you plenty to choose from. Please go support comic books and reading in general. Go find a book that plays just to you. I'm sure there is one out there. Many different comics I just released for kids, for your regulars, and for mature readers. There's something for everyone out there. Go check it out. Go hit your shop. Okay, we're revisiting Comic Complex Thor, God of Thunder. I read the next arc, and it is The Accursed. And The Accursed is a storyline with uh, Malekith, the Dark Elf. And after reading The God Butcher, The God Butcher was phenomenal. That whole storyline was phenomenal. Uh, unbelievable. I, couldn't, I can't believe I waited that long to read that. So going to anything else is probably going to be a step down and this challenges that uh this was i was looking to be underwhelmed but uh it actually made this really good they had a lot of moments in this story arc um you're introduced to the league of realms um and it's thor uh they got a giant another dark elf an ogre a dwarf um and some other weird guy i can't remember what his name is but um it's a ragtag of uh the different realms and they go or and are sent on a mission to take down malekith and malekith has some awesome moments as well uh he's just like an evil looking dark elf he's really cynical um they send uh, the elves send out uh their best swordsmen to take him out and uh malekith agrees and you know you're expecting uh a great fight, but you're expecting Malekith to win. Um, well, as this guy, as this dark elf is fighting him, he's beating Malekith. Um, and like legitly, you know, there's no foul play or anything like that. And Malekith, to the point where he's being embarrassed, says, wow, he's like, you you got the best of me. You're, you're going to win. You're the better swordsman. Then they're fight as while well, they're fighting on top of like this vine structure and underneath them is monsters uh malekith cuts the vine that uh this champion is on he falls to the ground uh everything falls to the ground but malekith is uh staying uh, risen above him because he is the better sorcerer so he cuts it and this guy champion falls down he's dead uh and malekith uh because of his sorcery flies and is able to stand up and then he wins the battle um, it was kind of cool. Uh, they sent this champion out to defeat him um, as a representative, and he was going to do it. Uh, it reminded me of the the Viper in Game of Thrones. He had it. He had everything, and just one just one thing that this this uh, Malekith did, and it, it was enough to take him out. Um, moments like that made this this storyline really really cool and worth your attention. Another awesome moment: uh, the League of Realms uh, had a, a traitor in the in their midst. And there's two cool parts to this this aspect. One, you get to see uh, judge, jury, and executioner in Thor, and they're pretty much isolated. They're all calling each other out. So you're the traitor. No, you're the traitor. That's stuff like that, right? They got a dark dark elf on the team, so they're all saying it's her. Thor turns around and says it's the ogre, and the ogre looks like Ulick, but it's not. Um, and the ogre is like saying you're crazy, preposterous. You're probably the traitor and stuff like that. Um, and Thor convinces everyone, and they they Thor fights him, and knocks him out. Essentially, gets him flat on his back, and um, Thor, they're telling Thor to, all right, stop. You know, you don't have to do this. Thor says, no, I must. And he, Thor's thinking of killing this uh, ogre, 
And I'm not expecting what I see in the next couple of panels. I'm expecting to them for, to convince Thor not to kill anyone and not to kill the ogre, despite him being a traitor. And Thor just comes up with Mjolnir raised high, and I'm looking, okay, okay, he's got it raised. It's gonna He's going to drop the hammer, right? But it's not going to hit the ogre. Well, he drops the hammer, and by when I mean drops, he lays, you know, the wrath of thunder on, on the ogre onto his face. And you see the ogre, you see the ogre's body, you see Thor's hammer, and underneath the hammer is like blood. Thor just literally crushed the ogre's entire head with Mjolnir. I couldn't believe what I read and I what I witnessed transpire on the panels. I'm like, oh my god. Marvel, good for you. This is Jason Aaron. Thank you. This is flipping awesome. I totally was not expecting that. Um, and another moment uh, that you don't expect with the traitor thing is uh, it actually wasn't the ogre. Uh, it was Thor. <laughs> so um, they have another cool scene. You probably saw it on my Snapchat. You can find us on IceboxCast. Uh, but I snapped the picture of um, Thor with this uh, almost like centipede kind of monster coming out of his mouth. And that's what uh, Malekith used to make him traitorous. And it, yeah, great, great picture. Just this thing literally coming out of his mouth. And it was really, you know, not, it wasn't graphic, but it, you know, it made me gag looking at it. Um, so the storyline is really well done. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how it totally resolves. Uh, it's not what you expect. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't care what you say. It is not what you expect. The ending of this story is not what you expect. So I implore you, if you haven't read Thor, God of Thunder, if this, like me, is a complex for you, go out and get these issues or the trades. You will not be disappointed. God Butcher and The Accursed. Phenomenal story. Phenomenal characters with Thor, the God of Thunder by Jason Aaron. I am now looking forward to the next saga and seeing what Jason Aaron has to bring to the table for Thor. And your new comic complex brought to you by Image Comics. Redneck. All right. This is a more current comic complex, but it's still, it fits, it fits the, uh, the qualities of what a complex is. Something that I have, something that I haven't read, something that a lot of people are reading. Redneck. Um, I have, what issues do I have here? One, two, three, four, five. So the first five issues of Redneck um, are out. I had to buy the third printing of number one because it's been out that long and it's that popular. First issue I read and I was falling asleep uh, reading it. So uh, I really can't remember, even though the first issue pretty much sets up the entire premise for the rest of the four issues. Yeah, I, I struggled to read this thing. Uh, I was falling asleep and I had to re I read the same word balloon like 10, 15 times and then I fell asleep again. <laughs> um, Redneck is pretty much a southern tale in uh, Texas and it's it's about vampires. I'm really not a vampire kind of guy. Um, I was turned on to this story in a panel at C2E2 this past year, so I wanted to try it. Um, like I said, first issue uh, was a struggle for me to get through, but I got through it, and it sets up the characters pretty decently. It's a little southern family of vampires. Um, got someone from uh, a grandpa age all the way to like a little girl, maybe 10 years old type age. Uh, all, all vampires, all represented there. Um I will say uh, each issue is better than the last. And I'm glad I actually picked up the series. I will continue to buy this. It is very interesting. Each issue has a ton of story that it delivers, a ton of history that it tries to get through as well. But it does it effectively. Um, it's not boring at all, despite the first issue. <laughs> um, like I said, each issue gets better as it goes on. So. For me, and maybe, and maybe I was just tired. I was reading it like at 11 p.m., and I'm usually tired around 9 p.m. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm weird. Um, I'm a parent. That's what I should say. Um, so, you know, I may have to reread number one uh, just to kind of make sure I understand the, the background. But the, no, I, I don't. Even, probably don't even have to. But because I read two, three, four, and five, and it, every, every issue builds on the last one. 
So coming into it, I probably would not recommend. I wouldn't recommend you dropping in right on issue four or five, let's say. Now, if you're going to read this one, because it's only five issues out, uh, wait for the trade um, or go find those uh, later printings of this thing. And uh, there's still time to get these things. It's by Image Comics. Um, they are $3.99 a piece unless you get them discounted from your local shop. Uh, and you can do that by subscribing via previews and stuff. So, um, And if you have cool shops like my cousin, you might even get a better discount. Um, but highly recommended. Yeah, Redneck is uh, written by Donnie Cates. Um, and it, it's, it, it's very well. Uh, very well done. There's a lot of creepy moments as well. Again, I'm not a vampire guy. So um, I was still intrigued enough by the characters, um, the the villains. Uh, the, you know what? It almost reminded me, and this is why I, I, I really, this is why I, I kind of scare myself when I'm reading this this series because the family, it's it's not it's nothing like, but it reminds me for whatever stupid reason of the family in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and if you've never seen that, I don't even recommend seeing it because I'm a, I'm a baby and that, that movie scares the heck out of me. I'm, I don't like it. It scares me. I don't like it. It scares me. But parts that I remember from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, it's basically a family um, and their weirdness or their craziness, their monstrosity or whatever. They're ugly. They're all evil. So here we have Redneck and they're a bunch of Rednecks and they're uh, vampires and they're showing how they get along, but they have this crazy grandpa and um he's all kinds of wicked but uh he's family or brethren or whatever the heck vampires call each other um he hates one of the the, the he hates one of the main characters and he hates him back um this it plays out in the in a future issue um uh, there's like a big long history between one family versus another family uh, Redneck d- delivers. Um, the cover art is phenomenal. Uh, it looks, it, it captures the essence of it. So if you want to know what Redneck, if you want to get a feel for Redneck, this is one book you can judge by its cover. And the last couple issues, uh, what was it, four and five, I think, really picked up the pace as well as far as like action and some of the s- story elements already pulling together immediately. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this series goes. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's an ongoing, and I will be continuing to buy Redneck um, unless I fall asleep in issue six like I did with issue number one. <laughs> uh, but no, really cool. Again, just look at the covers, and you can see all the covers or or, uh, or snapshots of the covers on our Instagram page too. Um, again, IceboxCast. So if you want to get a sense and judge a book by its cover, go to our Instagram account and look for the Redneck's, uh, Redneck posts. Um, it deals with the current city it it has like it shows some uh history in the in the old west as well vampires chasing uh humans on horseback um they show humans getting turned into vampires and then uh it, it's it's all over the place it really is and again issue number 5 was probably my most favorite um and it it it's because it it reveals like uh, uh the villain i guess and uh and what they're going to do to the villain now. Really, really good. So Redneck uh, is a series from Image Comics. Please do yourself a favor and go check them out. Well, that about wraps up this exciting episode of Comic Complex. Um, God, I hope you enjoyed the stuff stuff I'm reading. And uh, if not, I hope you give it a try. Please, you can contact us um, in the comments. Um, you can tweet us at IceboxCast. Uh, let us know what you're reading. And uh, let us know what you think of the stuff that we're reading as well. Uh, any suggestions? Let me hear it. Any uh, comments or opinions? Let me hear it. I would love to hear from you. You can check us out on all of our other social media outlets. Uh, you can see us on Facebook. Uh, all you got to do is search Inspired Creations, H-O-M. You'll see all the stuff that we post, including our other podcast, um, Ice, The Icebox. Uh, you'll see all the T-shirts and tumblers that are made to order. We are doing decals now as well. Um, Perler bead art, uh, general art as well, done by me. Um, Check us out on Facebook, Inspired Creations HOM. Uh, Snapchat and Instagram, you can check us out on both of those as IceboxCast. Uh, Snapchat, I usually snap all kinds of weird geeky things, but also any comic books that we're reading. Instagram, I do the same thing there, uh, geeky stuff stuff from Revelations, 
and uh, comic books that we're reading and um, some basically some synopsis of the uh, comics or the issues that I'm reading as well. Pretty basic though. I don't want to, I don't like to dredge it all out because the main reason you're on Instagram is to, is to look at the imagery. So I try to uh, take pictures of the cover art or panels in the books to kind of get your attention. So check us out on those. Uh, Twitter, I mentioned this earlier. You can uh, tweet us at IceboxCast. Again, that's probably your best bet. Uh, let me know what you think about our shows, um, our products, and uh, comic books that you're reading and, and opinions of the ones that we're reading on our Twitter feed. Uh, I mentioned this before, too. We're on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel with uh, Diggs, and he we both do a show called Revelations. Search us out and subscribe. Uh, where Our channel is called IceboxCast. Subscribe so you won't ever miss an episode. And uh, we have some special episodes in there as well. We have some Pokemon-themed ones and some uh, up-and-coming future episodes include Voltron. Last but not least, you can find... Well, you've obviously found this uh, podcast, but uh, in case you need suggestions for other uh, podcasts, Icebox, Icebox and Comic Complex can be found on iTunes, can be found on SoundCloud as Icebox, and uh, basically whatever other... Uh, podcast app you're using. I use Beyond Pod as well. Uh, listen to us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear every opinion, even if it's a uh, wrong opinion. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear any kind of comments, or, uh, feedback, negative, positive. Just let us hear something. We we, we want to interact. Um, Diggs loves it too. Um, I would love it. I would love, I mean, if I post this on our Facebook page, just click the like button. That's all you got to do. Or better yet, Share. You don't even have to write a description. Just just click share or touch the share button. Share us on your Facebook page. Um, spread the word. I would I would love to get more uh, listeners, more subscribers, and I have to rely on you because my budget for this is zero dollars. All right, zero. I'm not doing this for the fame and fortune. I'm doing this to entertain. I want to make anyone out there smile. I want to make anyone out there laugh. And if I do any of those things, I will consider this a mission accomplished. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for uh, listening to my wonderful voice today and hearing all of my stupid commentary about the comic books I read. Um, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you are here for a future episode. But until then, hey, let me know what you're reading. Take care, guys. Bye. Ooh, and gals, bye. Bye.